Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The Bucks came to town, so we'll talk about that game. My dad has a brand new segment he's going to introduce, and the final 53-man roster is now official, so we will see how that looks. And the results from our very first Risk It for the Biscuit. So here we go. All right, final preseason game. Yep. The Bucks came to town. Tom Brady came back from whatever he was doing for the past however long, just in time to play a few plays, and that's it yep. against our <laughs> team. So uh, we didn't get a great gauge where we're at, but uh, we'll go through our questions for preseason games, see what we uh, see what we thought here. Uh, what did we see? What did we see? Um. We, for me, I saw a lot of good defense. Yeah, I don't care if it's second, th- second string, third string, or first string. I saw some really good defense on the Colts side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and let's be honest, we got to win. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like we we've been saying, eh, it doesn't matter. It's preseason, but the fact that you get a win as you're going into the season, gotta feel good about that. Yep, you definitely know? nice. Uh, our starters got to play a decent amount. But we also got to see a lot of good different things from uh, from those second, third, fourth string kind of guys who are, you know, really at this point, really trying to buy uh, for a, time, a a place on the roster, right? Yep. Uh, what did we learn? Um, well, besides that, our defense is good. Uh, I don't know if we really learned that, but okay. we learned that... Um, we have other wide receivers that isn't our first string that we can rely on to make plays. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we learned that, you know, we have a lot of athletic talent. Yeah. Our, you know, uh, from a, what a, whether it's Ellinger's run, uh, Dallas Flowers on the run back, mm-hmm. um, you know, guys just flying around on the defensive end, just, you know, um, yep. uh, getting tackles, you know, for losses and all kinds of things like that. So, yeah. Um, what do we want? What What would we have wanted a little bit more of? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe our Super Bowl MVP to make uh to have some bigger plays. Maybe okay. But I did like the intent intensity we yeah. brought to the game. I did like that. He uh, he did have a little bit of a run. He had like an 11 yard run. Yeah, I think. You know, <laughs> sounds sounds silly. What. What I want, what I would have wanted, is for Tom Brady to be in there a little bit more, just to so we could see how we measure up against yeah. their number one offense. I mm-hmm. get it, you know, he's just getting back. Um, I don't know, uh, I don't know how that whole situation is going for the Bucks, but uh, you know, that's that's what I would have wanted a little bit more of uh, one on P one versus P one. Yeah, in the in those situations. Yeah, I agree. Uh, who was your star of the game? Okay, I don't have one star of the game. Of course not. I have um, the whole defensive line throughout the whole game. All right. I felt like they put up the cr- 
the pressure that we needed. And with that pressure, we did extremely well on our um, on our coverage and everything like that. So the pressure helped out the rest of the defense. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, i got to be honest. I feel like there's lots of stars in the game. You could have picked one, but you got to pick a, a whole unit, which I'm fine. I guess it's okay. You like it. but uh, uh, So, okay, which puts more pressure on me because then I like – what do I what do I say? Deion Jackson came up big. Yeah. Um, you know, the Dallas Flowers run. Mm-hmm. Ellinger had that huge run, but you know, Ellinger as a whole has been great this whole preseason. Like you yeah. could look at his preseason numbers. He had like um what what was it? He had a he's had a preseason passer rating of uh over a hundred, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with somebody that you may not expect. I'm going to go with Ben Benegu. Okay. Uh, he was flying around, and he had a couple good tackles for losses. So uh, that's my underrated star of the game. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I like that pick. So there are some things that happen that seem so unlikely. You feel like there is someone pulling the strings in the background. More on that after this. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you want to sponsor us, you can email us at theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we're just going to keep telling you about the stuff that we do. At Country Mountain Dogs, we breed dogs with character, commitment, and consistency. Check out our Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs to see the poodles and golden doodles we have right now. So, new segment time. Um... This segment we call Kevin Conspiracies. Yep. So basically, it's where my dad comes up with this crazy conspiracy that could be very valid or could be totally ridiculous. Um, And this week, we got Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl. That's right. So I'm a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So uh, if something seems a little off to me, there's got to be something to it. Somebody's behind it. the NBA is not real, uh, just like the WWE is not real. It's all rigged. But since we're in episode 12, just coming off the Bucks game, I figured it was a great opportunity to introduce this next segment and, uh, and start with the fact that Tom Brady never actually won a Super Bowl due to Tom Brady. Okay. okay. That's bold within itself. Uh, he's got seven championships. He didn't actually win them himself. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I'm sure he's going to be you know, the one to say, oh, no, of course not. I, I need all my teammates and everything like that. I just I just actually got finished watching the, uh, the Man in the Arena documentary. I'm, you know, that's the right thing to say. But all the GOAT conversation wants to wrap around the fact that he won seven championships. Let yep. me tell you why he didn't. Okay. Kay. First one, 2002. Yeah. Okay. He came in as a rookie. He was given the reins even after Bledsoe was uh, was healthy and everything. Now, there are two reasons why this is uh, just a joke here. The first one is the AFC Championship game that happened in Boston, in yeah. Foxborough, where he went back for a pass and he totally got strip sacked. Mm-hmm. But the NFL was like, oh, no, there's this 
Tuck rule. What is a tuck rule? Mm. Is that something yep. you just made up? Yeah. I think it is. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of the snow in these terrible conditions, which the Patriots should be great at, he gets a strip sack, a strip sack but it gets called a uh, – his fake arm was going forward, and so it's still their ball, and they end up yep. winning the game on an incredible Vinatieri field goal. Yeah. And then they play the Rams, which is okay. the greatest show on turf. Yes. Right? You got all these great receivers. You Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner throwing the ball. Oh, yeah. And Mike Martz is this great offensive mind. Uh, they play in a dome. And guess where they played the Super Bowl? In a dome. And so the only way to stop the greatest show on turf has nothing to do with Tom Brady. Yep. I agree. It has everything to do with the defense. Mm-hmm. Which was great. Yeah. You got Bruski, you got McGinnis, you got all these great defensive guys. And so, and then, of course, again, you rely on Vinatieri at the very end. Yeah. So, defense, Vinatieri. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think I can agree with that one. All right. It's not too absurd. Two, two years later. Two years later, it's the same thing. You got Jake DeLome and this great offense of the Panthers. And... It takes not Tom Brady to stop that, but the defense. And then, of course, at the end, what happens? They have another field goal opportunity, and it's Vinatieri that wins the game, not Tom Brady. Yep. I know he gets him in position. I get it. But he's not the one with the pressure on his shoulders. Yeah. He's the one that couldn't get him into the end zone. Exactly. Vinatieri <laughs> could have missed that, and that, then, and they wouldn't have blamed Tom Brady. It's they very different. Vinatieri it's very different. Vinatieri for that. Yep. So... I, I I like that one too. Next year after that, 2005 against the Eagles, you got To, you got uh, you got McNabb with the Eagles and everything like that. And guess who takes guess who it takes to stop it? Let me guess the defense. It's the defense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In between there, you got a 10 year gap. You know what happened in there? What the Giants? <laughs> the Giants happened right. not yeah. once but twice that the Giants came in and said no to Tom Brady. Thank you to uh, maybe, my or definitely my second favorite Manning, right up there, uh, yep. Eli, right? Yeah. Um, then in 2015, uh, 2015 against the Seahawks. Oh, that's frustrating. You could say, okay, you, could, you can say lots of different things here. You could say deflate gate. Yeah. Okay. In that the, was frustrating. In, in the AFC Championship game really, against really Colts. frustrating. Okay, thank you very little. Colts would have gone to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Would have had their chance. Um, you could say that Malcolm Butler won the game on the pick. Yep. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. You could also say, which I choose to say, Pete Carroll, run the ball. Yeah, I, you have Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. Run it doesn't the ball. matter. The whole world knows you're gonna run the ball. It won't it's Marshawn. Ma- it's Marshawn Lynch. If he can't get two yards into the end zone at that point in that game, then I mean he's not Marshawn Lynch, but mm-hmm. he is Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Either way, no matter what you want to say, there zero to do with Tom Brady. I also want to throw something in there. All right, so. I also, you could say, yes, Pete Carroll chose to pass the ball, but Russell Wilson was the one doing the passing. Mm. 
So I think, yes, that's what you're supposed to do on a slant round. You're supposed to throw it there. But Russell Wilson could have looked, hey, there's a cornerback there. Don't throw it that. Throw it a little behind him because Doug Baldwin's a great receiver and he should be able to reach behind him and make the catch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But regardless. Ru- yes. Little Russell, Russell Wilson take there. I get it. Okay. 2017. Falcons. You could go about this two different ways. Okay. The Falcons were up. Huge. Right? Mm-hmm. What allowed the Falcons to, you know, what allowed the Patriots to get back in the game? The defense. The defense. Right? You, you hold people. Uh, where they're at in the score line, and then it allows your offense to catch back up. Yep. You could also just say that the Falcons kind of gave up and lost. They mm-hmm. rested on the fact that they were up. And I, I mean, we watched that game and we were like, wow, yeah. they just started milking clock way too early and they just kind of gave up and lost. Yep. Right. I also would like to say that Julian Edelman had an insane catch in a pretty big point in the game. Yes. That was. Yep. Yep. And that was a bad ball by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So. Bail your quarterback out. 2019, you have a, a 13-3 game against the Rams. Guess who was the star of that game? Hmm. The you defense. scored three points. If you only defense. score three points, it has to do with your defense. And then leads us to the last one with 2020 against the Chiefs. And there's two ways to look at this. There's only one way to stop Patrick Mahomes, and it has nothing to do with Tom Brady. It has everything to do with the defense. Yes. But you also want to point out the fact that what that was the problem? was the most stupid flags <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, what? <laughs> the officiating uh, uh, was questionable, mm-hmm. right? And so, therefore, it brings up these questions of bribes, conspiracies. Yes. So, legitimate or not, Tom Brady never actually won a Super Bowl and maybe shouldn't even have made it to two of them because of the AFC Championship game debacles and maybe was given the last one by the officials and the Seahawks won by Pete Carroll, and maybe even the Falcons won by the Falcons giving up. Yeah. There you go. I think you have valid reasons for all of us. There you go. Well, Cuts took the team from 80 down to 53, or maybe it was 54. We'll check it out after this. Yep. The dry spell is over, and your grass is growing again. I can help you with that. If you're in the Waco area, and can supply your own mower, I'll come over and take care of the rest. Email theunstableblues at gmail.com for more info. All right, so the 53-man roster, it's out. This is just the initial one, so uh, there can be some shakedowns of people we pick up, people that are going to end up uh, on this roster that actually make it to the practice squad. Um, different things like that that can be shifted around. Um, I know one of these big things is that uh, Shaq Leonard finally came off the pup list, so he is active. We're not sure if he's going to be in week one, but we'll be there. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. 
I'm excited for that. At Houston, if you want to donate to our travel fund, you can uh, donate to our Venmo at Country Mountain Dogs on Venmo, all right? Um, so, um, Shaq is back. Yep. I like uh, it. He may not be uh, back week one, but we'll see. Uh, at least he... Uh, he didn't go into the inactive list, which keeps him out for f- the first four games. So the thought is that they think he's going to be ready within some time in those first yep. four games and be able to use him. That's, that's nice. So uh, take up a roster spot if he's not ready to go. But, you know, good news that they think he'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So um, big surprises here. I don't know. We kept three quarterbacks. Yeah, I. That's think, not typical. What do you think? Uh, I think we have everything we need with the quarterbacks. We got a solid um, quarterback within Matt Ryan. I think Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger could be a. They're going to be good backups. Yeah, I think Sam could maybe even be like a Marcus Mariota. I think so too. I think. Well. I think that they could do some stuff in the red zone with him to get a little creative. Um, yeah. bring him in for a play and kind of give him that option to kind of uh, get out of the pocket to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely played himself in there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and then, but then you also have to think, does this maybe a chess move? Because uh, you got the Cowboys that only kept one quarterback. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. So I think they're waiting to see if there's a waiver that they want and I think that, you know, boy from Texas, uh, they would have loved to pick him up. So, mm-hmm. you know, smart move on our part, even uh, in this meantime, maybe maybe we don't keep him. Maybe Ellinger goes to the practice squad, but, you know, keep him away from other teams, you know? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, we only kept three running backs. Yep. Not Naheem. four, like we had last year. Um, I like... I mean, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Toe, we had them last year. They had their roles, and they that's, played their roles perfectly. That's an obvious. And then, so then it's who's number three? Deion Jackson. You picked it, sir, because the first person to be let go out of any of these cuts was, happened like a day or two before it was mandatory. Who was it? Phil Blinsey. You called it, my man. Yep. Nice job. Nobody, I think, would have picked that. I know there were some uh, professionals that were a little shocked that we got rid of Philip Lindsay. But once again, I think it has to do with Deion Jackson's flexibility, his ability to play in special teams that mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay just wasn't doing. Yeah. Um, and maybe also that the fact that uh, Philip Lindsay is kind of expensive too. Yeah. Because he's he is a good running back. Yeah. And he's had good seasons before. Right. Just he didn't show us what we needed to see. And there's the age factor too. Yeah. I, like it's so funny. These Colts are like they're rolling with the old QB, but everything else is very useful oriented. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah, it's great. You know, get get guys and train them into your offense well. Mm-hmm. Uh, only three tight ends because it probably would have been four, but Drew ended up uh, getting hurt. Yeah, so we only use up three spots there. Mm-hmm. Any any concerns there? No, no, not really. My only concern is how well we can block. How are we going to replace that Jack Doyle wham block kind of mm. deal? Yeah, uh, I don't know yet. Who's going to step up and do that out of those three? We'll see. Yeah. We kept six wide receivers. Yeah. The four I think we knew about. That's Pittman, 
uh, Paris, uh, Alec, and uh, Doolin. Yeah. Right. And then the question is, who's who are the six? Who's the other two? Um, we have Desmond Patton, mm-hmm. and he pretty he proved himself well in the Bucks game. Yep. And Mike Strong. Yep. We only kept eight O linemen. Yeah. What does that mean? I may or may not have uh, risked it wrong. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Get to that in a second. So we only have three, or we only have three backups essentially for our offensive line mm-hmm. on the initial roster. Yeah. Okay. So that's a call that we've made. I think that probably will change uh, as things go along, as waiver guys drop in and out and things like that. Uh, on our defensive side of the ball, we got ten defensive linemen. Yep. I don't think that's any uh, shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of edge rushers. Yeah. A lot of edge rushers. We have a lot of them, and they're all really good too. And I think that I mean, even even as we went in the draft, that was a point of emphasis, and so mm-hmm. they did exactly what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And I think that's great. You know, put. Putting pressure on the quarterback is key in this league. And so yes. uh, that's been an issue that, that's been lacking. And, you know, it's going to be something that's big in Gus Bradley's defense as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we kept six linebackers. Yeah. Once again, some of these some of these things we get to do because we only kept three running backs, three tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kept... Uh, six linebackers, uh, once again, probably needing a little bit extra with Shaq and his you know, questionability at the beginning of the season. How do you feel about the linebacking core? Um, I feel like our linebackers are pretty strong all the way around. I feel like we have a good set, even if Shaquille isn't there. I feel like maybe they won't do as well, which can be concerning, but they will still do what they need to do. Right, yeah. Uh, we also kept six cornerbacks. Yep. So we got six wide receivers, six cornerbacks, uh, even it up. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, I like that. I think um, we have a good variety of corners that we can choose from. Okay. And I love the pickup from Stefan Gilmore. Still do. Um, I think that he will do really well, and he can lock up our number one receiver. So... I think he can lock up a lot of receivers. Yeah, I get you. Yep. And then, once again, due to some of these other decisions, we get five safeties. Yes. Kind of an extra bonus safety Mm -hmm. out of there, Um, which is great, you know, because we understand that just because you're listed as a safety doesn't mean that's what you're going to play all the time. A lot of those, you know, bottom of the depth charts are going to be your uh, special teams guys. And so... Um, you know, uh, I think it's great to have that kind of safety kind of attitude uh-huh. on on defense. Yeah. Uh, any safeties you're super excited about that we kept? Um, I love Nick Cross. Yeah. I he performed amazing, and I think he will be amazing in the season. And we have once again good variety, and we have good backups if we need to use them. Yep. It's time to go for the brisket for the brisket. Brisket? Biscuit in this case. I did not get any brisket. If you want to be a brisket or a biscuit sponsor, please let us know. Uh, So uh, due to the fact that we do not have a sponsor, I am not at liberty to tell you what kind of biscuit that we have. But um, 
Let's go through my risk it for the brisket biscuit. And that is the fact that I said that we would have at least two undrafted free agents. Mm -hmm. And when the initial roster came out, I was looking for Marcel Dabo because I was quite positive because we had an exemption that it would be a 54-man roster and we would keep him around just because we could. Yeah, He's on the practice squad because he doesn't count. And so we can have not just up to 16, but 17 guys on our practice squad. Yeah. Uh, and so that's fine. But I, I heard Trevor Denbo because I knew about that because I had called him early as well uh, in, in our pre-camp uh, podcast. But I was, I, I was looking for Marcel Dabo. I didn't see it. I thought, oh, no, I have lost it. And then I did some more digging, and I found out that we actually had four yeah. undrafted free agents after having zero make our initial roster last year. Uh, after a long streak of them making it, four undrafted free agents. So we got offensive lineman Wesley French, which means French fries is still on the line. Yep, I like that. Dallas Flowers obviously probably played himself in on that last uh, on that last Bucks game with yeah. the um, return, and Trevor Dembo has come up with some big plays both uh, in that from that safety position uh, deep in the in the roster, but also come up big. Uh, he's actually been the top tackle performer in the preseason on special teams. Yeah, okay. um, and then. Jojo Doman, linebacker. Mm-hmm. So and he had some uh, some really good moments as well. So um, four undrafted rookie free agents, and so I'm going to enjoy my biscuit right now. <laughs> Take it off my biscuit plate. Mm. That's good. Yeah. You've been looking at this plate this whole time. Yeah, yep. I've been fearing it the whole time. You've been fearing it? Why you been fearing it? Because uh, I had to get smashed with a biscuit. Now. What? Yeah. Why you got to get smashed with a biscuit? <laughs> because I guessed wrong. I said Philip Lindsay. You made a great on. call. I should have just stuck with that. But no, I had to. Well, I mean, our history with linemen haven't been. Um, it hasn't been that like we've had a whole bunch of injuries. So I thought. That um, I thought we we're gonna keep everybody. So why are you laughing? <laughs> I see the biscuit. Oh, I'm picking up a biscuit, huh? Uh oh. Uh oh. No. Uh oh. Oh no. So, so you called Philip Lindsay. That was a great call. Like I said, like there've been a lot of professionals that didn't even see that one coming. Mm-hmm. You said Philip Lindsay's out, and one of the other guys is making it. And you yeah. nailed it. But you said you were gonna keep all of our offensive linemen. Yeah. Even Del- even Dennis Kelly was gone. Yeah. Because he was injured. And so, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you win, you get to eat it. When you lose, you get it smashed in your face. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready? No. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, oh. Oh, nice and crumbly all over. Oh, man, that's stuck in the eyebrows there. Oh, that is gross. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, camp is over, and so is the preseason. So next week, 
we're going to look at the regular season. There may be some bold calls as we revisit the predictions of the Colts season. Not sure how bold those calls are going to be after a biscuit <sighs> to the face. Maybe we'll look at some more AFC South and NFL as a whole. <sighs> it's going to be a great time. Yep. Man, that, that biscuit felt bad. <laughs> not not just physically, but emotionally. I, 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 I could be honest, I, I wish it was a little bit more crumbly. Yeah, I it wasn't wanted it to break up. Yeah, I was glad it wasn't. They, they weren't fresh. And yeah. They're not the crumbly kind. Yeah. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.